Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. We are live at Bay Chevrolet, Parkside Drive, home of the Warranty for Life. Over 150 new and used car vehicles here for your selection. Come on out here, check out their great, great selection of Chevrolet products. Also, um, brands uh, outside of Chevrolet. I see a nice Toyota 4Runner here. You got GMC, you got Cadillac. Uh, my wife and I, we purchased a used uh, Volkswagen um, from from Bay Chevrolet, and the service was fantastic. The customer service was wonderful, and wifey's happy, so happy wife, happy life, and thanks to Beatty for making that happen. So, BeattyChevrolet.com, go check out their inventory on the website, or come out here on the lot and see for yourself. And when you get that new ride, Put a Tennessee license plate on it. That's, I mean, that's what I would do uh, because those right now are available at your county clerks across the state of Tennessee. And with the purchase of that specialty plate, you will benefit students at the University of Tennessee. So $15 of your $35 annual specialty plate fee will go to support student scholarships. So go to alumni.utk.edu for more information so come on out here baby get your new ride and then put on that power t and checkerboard on your license plate to benefit scholarships for ut students at the same time let's get to the phones again this morning and turkey man turkey man andy and then glenn turkey man good morning good morning individuals good morning turkey man Hey, man, I'm fired up about this game. I got to get with you sometime this week. Early. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited. I'm excited. I've done, I have done, got somebody to fill in for me Sunday morning at the church. I'm going to be there, but I'm, I've got somebody to fill in that duties because I, I plan on hauling my ones out for the walls Saturday night. I'm excited. I really I ain't been excited like this in a while about not getting to go to a game or, or anything outside of, of of church ordeals. But I'm excited. I really am. You know the the thing that uh, that I seen the turning point in this game this past week. I don't know who on South Carolina thought it was a good idea to take the ball all the way down to the goal line and where they defensive player throw the pass. Uh, that would be the offensive coordinator. It was a terrible call. That was a was a shift changer, a momentum breaker for South Carolina. And actually, what I'm excited, I think as much as anything, what I'm seeing so far of the team is taking advantages of stupidity. And so far, we've been able to take advantage of that. And, uh, I, I really and truly, when we get a, we get a break, we've been uh, making them pay for it. And that was probably as big big as that game because it turned it uh, turned it uh, from a probably a 14-7 game uh, instead of a 28-0 first quarter. It uh, turned it into something. Um, you talk about uh, the how, how big this game is, it's a statement game. It's huge. Uh, number one, I don't know 
we don't have to go far back to, to, to realize that we have not beat, beat a Western opponent in the SEC uh, very often lately. To have an opportunity to do that, uh, an opportunity to beat someone that's probably one of the better offensive lines uh, that's, uh, that we've seen, uh, and be able to beat him and know that he comes in with momentum and, you know, he's not the old Miss. He's not the old Miss, or they not the old Miss of what we used to been waiting our turn to play the seller of the West. So I'm I'm excited about this because it is a stake, uh, and uh, it's a uh, really uh, a chance to to step forward. And uh, I I see that uh, we get Hubert our quarterback healthy and keep playing the way we are. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah Turkey Man. You never, you never know. Yeah, Turkey Man, it's a, it's a heck of an opportunity. And uh, Ole Miss is coming in, here, coming in here ranked. It's a night game. So, you know, these fans deserve a night game. These players deserve a night game. Uh, we showed up. We showed out for noon games. Uh, the injury has been there. But, man, there's something about playing night games inside the SEC and kneeling, get a chance to have uh, theirs this weekend against Ole Miss. Uh, so appreciate that phone call, Turkey Man. We'll get you set up for the game this weekend. Let's get to uh, Andy. Andy, good morning. Hey, how you doing, Swain? What's up, Andy? It's good to see. It was good to see you this weekend. That was weird. Yeah, man. Likewise. See you right going through Gate Twenty One. Yeah, likewise. Um, yeah, it was good to see you. Um, man, I tell you what, I was proud of them Saturday. But um, do you think they let off a little bit off the gas to save? Uh, from get, having in, more injuries, or do you think? What do you think? I I I think that, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't really know that, and I'd heard a lot of people talking about it, and I was like, well, you know that that might be actually. Um, I mean, if they did, I mean, I don't blame them one bit. You know, I was talking to um, talked to a lot of the players after the game and stuff, and. I asked Ty on if he was okay, and he said he felt okay, so that's good. I think he'll be ready for this weekend. But um, I think Theo, I think Theo could have played, but I think they just held him out. But I tell you what, Brandon Turnage, Lordy mercy, that dude looked like he played all season. Yep, he was ready to go, man. Had a good, had a good performance. But. Um, you know, I'm, I really like Heupel. Um, You know, the other coaches that we've had, they didn't really come out at the end of the game and see the players' families or the parents or, you know, or the fans. And Heupel's done that every game. And uh, he just seems like a down-to-earth coach. And it's finally nice to actually have a real coach. Yep. No, we, we, we certainly we certainly have one in Josh Heupel and listen, he is you know, he's been the most proven coach with the most credibility uh, since since we hired Johnny Majors. Oh, most proven head coach since we hired Johnny Majors. So uh he, he knows what he's doing. We know he knows how to call plays and you know look at the film from the previous week, look at the defense and be able to exploit weaknesses. We know he can do that. It's going to be about him sustaining, recruiting, putting out fires, moving forward. Those are things that he's going to have to worry about because things can change quick, fast, in a hurry. Just add 
Ed Orgeron, go ask Gene Chizik. Things can change really quick in this conference. So you're always on your P's and Q's. You always you have your head on the swivel uh, because being a head coach in this conference is not easy. But Josh Heupel is on um, the right track, uh, connecting with the former players. He's on the right track, uh, putting all of his effort into the, the recruiting in-state. And some of it didn't start off, start off hot, but Heupel is getting back in with some of those guys. And uh, the play on the field is certainly going to help as well. So, now, Heupel's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. Uh, he is humble enough to listen to others. He's humble enough to listen to his players. But he showed us, knows how to coach football, and he has a good defense staff that he lets do their job and he doesn't get in the way. So uh, it was good to see you, Andy, and um, look forward to you, to, to, you, to you calling, being more excited about uh, Tennessee wins in the future. So thanks for the phone call there, Andy. Let's get to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you all? Hey, I'm great, man. How are you, Glenn? Hey, man, doing good. I apologize. I'm out here walking with the wife, so if it gets loud, I apologize. Hey, I want no to talk real quick on Kentucky, what Ben was talking about, and I agree with Ben. Here's the thing. This is a Kentucky team that's not used to winning, and, and let's be honest, I, I do agree that LSU's not as good, but give credit where credit's due. For sure. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a Kentucky team that's playing together. They've been in the system a while. They're a dangerous football team, and if we're not healthy going into that game, um, that's a dangerous game for us. still think we can win the game, but I think Kentucky is a good football team. So, you know, I, you know, there are a lot of people saying, hey, they're not really that good and all that. You know, but they did what, they're doing what they need to do to get the W's. Um, but we, hey, we, we're not 6-0. We wouldn't be 6-0 with, 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 you know, with that. If we played the no. same teams they played, we wouldn't be 6-0 right now. So you you got to no. give them credit, you know, what credit's due. But at the same time, recognize that, you know, they – they're beatable, and you know we could we could beat them if we are healthy, and um, you know we we play like we played the last two games. But you know you can give credit to them without crowning them at the same time, and that's what we're yeah. trying to do. Hey, um, this weekend I think is probably one of the biggest games that we've seen on the hill in a while. And I tell you, what's impressive to me is this: seventy-one scholarships is all we got. We got we had. Numerous defensive players out Saturday. Look at the improvement we've seen since week one. The wins have come. We've beaten teams that we should beat. But we've not only just beaten them, we destroyed them. And Brandon Turnage is a fantastic example of what this coaching staff can do as far as teaching and coaching. You think of years past, would you think if one of our starters went out and someone in the back came in, would they be able to do what Brandon Turnage did on Saturday? I don't think so. Nope. I mean, so, look, it's exciting because we finally got a coaching staff, and I'm not really – I'm not ready to just anoint them as the next coming or whatever. But what you can say is this coaching staff has this team's attention. They're buying into the process, and you're seeing improvement from week one to now week seven. And I'm going to tell you, even in that Florida loss, there was a lot of improvement. Mm-hmm. A ton of improvement. And so I'm excited about it. And Unfortunately, we won't be there Saturday, but we'll be – at the house, cheering them on, and I appreciate you guys taking my call. Thank you. Thank you. Spot on. I agree. I agree. I'm grounded. I am grounded. I'm grounded in losses. I'm also grounded in wins. And what Hypo has done is, has been remarkable. It really, it really has been. But now this is a new week. This is a new week. You got to go out, and you got to scheme up Ole Miss. You got to make sure your players are – 
correcting mistakes from last game. And you're only as good as your last performance. And so that happened last week. It's over. I'm happy about it. I'm happy for our program. I'm thrilled about the positivity right now in our program. But you got to go out and follow it up. You got to go out and follow it up. You've shown that what you can do with Hendon Hooker. You've shown what you can do with some of these playmakers. Now you got to go out there and do it again versus a better a better team that you're capable of doing it against because their defense is, is not all that hot. So uh, let's go out there and do it again. Hendon Hooker uh, challenging challenging uh, Matt Corral this this weekend to, to being the best quarterback in the SEC this year. I mean, he has the opportunity to do that. He has the opportunity to do that. Since he's played, he's been lights out. So this is a great opportunity to outduel Matt Corral. And uh, I know he's looking forward to the challenge, and he has an opportunity. Let's get to uh, Vol Nation. Vol Nation, good morning. Morning, family. How y'all doing, man? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, all right, all right. I know you. I know you good. I know you are great. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's wonderful, man, seeing uh, Clemson in shambles and beating down the Gamecocks. You know, I, I have seen zero flags. I have seen zero T-shirts, hats. I have seen nothing. I was like, do we even have anybody in here other than Coastal Carolina Cause, uh, and Furman? <laughs> you know, cause we don't see nobody talking about nothing around here. And, and then you turn on the Clemson station, they talk about us. They talk about us, man. They're like, man, I, that, I, I always liked Hypo. I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> you know? So uh, it, it's been great around here, man. But uh, looking at the game, man, 28 nothing first quarter, 38-7 at halftime. Man, we're getting defensive coordinators fired by halftime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hypo is, is doing some big things. This, this, um, this staff is doing more with less. That means when you get some talent in here, we can be really dangerous. When you, when you up, uh, increase the talent level, offensively and defensively, uh, this team is really going to be dangerous. We're already where I think people are a little bit nervous, you know, because we are putting up points at a frantic pace. And I know he tried to protect the players, you know, from injury. I mean, we only had one. One started running back, and then he tweaked his ankle. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get him out. Put him in the treatment room now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, But we went ahead and did what we had to do to finish that game. And so 4-2, and two, uh, I know, like I said, a lot of people thought we weren't even going to make three games this year. But I mentioned before the season, I mentioned week three, four, five, six. This is a team that I believe has turned the corner, and I've said it multiple times. Seven and five to me is the mark, and I believe it's attainable with the potential of doing something special. And I think people got a chance to see the reality that they brought Alabama back to earth. Alabama didn't play their best game. They put pressure on a freshman, well, a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. And you saw what the result. They didn't beat themselves. They tackled in space. Uh, and just doing those things and then going out there and taking advantage. You know, offensive line did their job. Quarterback did his job, maybe playing a little bit above his head, but went up there and played football, and they beat Alabama. That's possible. That's possible. Georgia offense is getting better. Their defense is just ridiculous. But I still watch them and their offense struggle. And in the right offense, you can put points on them. 
there's nothing that this team can't accomplish, but we just don't have a lot of depth. You know, and, you know, we may not have the five-star nature, but really it's about the system. It's about guys buying into what their role and responsibility is, and their confidence level is growing. This game this coming week is critical. Uh, the reason why it's critical because, like I said, if we win or not, you still can get six wins next year. But if you win this week, I guarantee we're going to beat Kentucky, and we're going to scare both Georgia and uh, and Alabama both because the confidence level is going to be off the roof. That's just the reality of it. It's about belief. It's about confidence in the guy that you're playing with and believing in what the coaches are telling you, and that's what's happening right now. And so I don't know how many people, you know, how many tickets I ended up selling this weekend, but it was a lot. There was a lot of tickets being sold for the hype train. That's the coach hype train as well as the hype train in general because people are starting to see what I've been talking about before the season started. The potential of what this team can be just because we actually have a football coach and a staff that knows what to do with players and can develop them. That's what we've been waiting for, a coaching staff that can actually develop talent and put a product on the field that can compete at a high level. Taylor talk, talks about it all. he talks about it every, every week, look like. He loves his staff and putting them in position to go out there and do their job and do it well, play fast. And notice the discipline. We only had two penalties. You know, one, really, I believe it should have been just one, but there was two. You know, it was a face mask. Uh, Banks, uh, you know. It was late. <laughs> it was late. It was late. It is. Yeah, well, it was, it was, I, I it give was him one late. for the game. But anyway, you got two penalties. That's discipline. That's, you know, I, I heard over and over again with some of these uh, people, analysts stuff that, oh, well, Coach Hype, he, he has undisciplined teams. Uh, past few weeks, we've been pretty disciplined. And the more comfortable I think our quarterback is, Kenny Hooker is, is settling in, he's seeing the field, and he's confident in these receivers. He has confidence in the offensive line. Uh, but he's seeing what's going on out there. He's playing at a fast clip, even though and it's not frantic. He's just calm, understands. We call him Steady Eddie, but I believe he's taking a, a step further than that and doing really good. So I'm, I'm excited about what the potential of this team uh, you know what? I don't. I can't say well, Tennessee just go ahead. I believe they can win this weekend, but they're going to have to play a little bit better than they played this week, and a little bit better than they played last week. Uh, and they're going to have to continue to progress. But they can go out here and compete with the Kentuckys of the world. They can compete with the Ole Miss of the world, and I believe in the right circumstance they can compete with Alabama and Georgia. But we have to be healthy. We got to be healthy. We can't beat ourselves, and we have to go out there and play our A game. It'd be for, it'd be first time in a long time Tennessee has has been in a knockout dragout fight in the fourth quarter. Um, the last time that was the case was against Florida. They have jumped on opponents and put the game out of reach, and been allowed to put other guys in to get some reps. And you know this this may not be that type of game. This may be a a game like we saw Ole Miss Arkansas this past weekend may come down to the last possession. Whoever has the ball last, so uh, these players better prepare for that. Uh, these coaches, these coaches better be you know preaching that and uh, preparing these guys for a 60-minute football game. Um, I'm grounded, man. I'm grounded in the win. I'm grounded in the loss. I don't, you know, even if we beat Ole Miss, I don't know if that has anything to do with how we play against Kentucky because you still got to play Alabama, then you got a bye week, and then you you go play Kentucky. So who knows what can happen? I know one thing, Hennon Hooker can't be leading the team in rushes. Are you fine with him leading the team in rushes in, in these type of games? 
No. Why? I'm not fine with him leading team rushes in, um, in any game. Right, and, and obviously I ask that because he's such a, a great playmaker um, with his legs, and I, I'm, I, I love when he takes, takes off running the football because he's good at it. So I'm, I'm not asking because I think Tennessee's offense is, is limited and he has to. I, I was just more so thinking out loud that, that he's great with the ball in his hands. No, he he, he is, man. He, he is, Ben. And, you just don't want him to take a beating. I don't, man. That's that's because I know everything changes if he gets hurt. He's not in there, mm-hmm. and so him running is a part of the offense. I'm not sitting here saying you don't do it, but I am saying there in the second half when we was running the football, we couldn't use a running back because we had two of them hurt. So we use we use Hendon. I'm telling you, every run I was on pins and needles, holding my breath because. In a game that was decided, I didn't want our starting quarterback getting hurt. So, listen, if you are in a a dogfight game with Ole Miss and it's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and Hendon has to be that guy, he has to have a Superman type of effort, then I'm going like, to whatever, whatever it takes to win the game in that moment. But when the game is decided, I don't want him to be the leading rusher. That's the difference. That is, that is the difference for me. So, uh, I understand the situation. With the running backs being being banged up, and I thought the coaches, you know, did enough to 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 get out of there and not allow any more guys to get hurt, and we got lucky, man. I'm just glad that nothing happened with 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 Hendon. Uh, I'm really really happy. Uh, how about Jalen Hyatt, man? I want to give a give some love to Jalen Hyatt, uh, getting a touchdown versus the home uh, town team, and responding after um, not getting much burn in the previous couple of games. Uh, but he responded, got the first touchdown of the day, and it was a heck of a catch. It was a tough catch. Those are not easy catches at all. I mean, you had someone draped on you, and then, you know, you caught it high, and you really had – that was a catch. You you had to focus on the ball all the way to the catch Great with your catch. eyes. That was, a, that was a concentration, high concentration play. So I uh, just want to give some love to Jalen Hyatt. I thought he did a, <clears throat> a really good job just bouncing back. And that's what it's about, man. You get challenged. You don't go run and hide. and You, 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 you face it. You get better. And that's what Jalen Hyatt did this past week, man. So it was good to see him do that. Let me ask you, you this about the passing game, and, and then we'll get back to the phones. Uh, one thing I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is the, the decrease in deep ball attempts. With with, <laughs> with Joe Milton at, at quarterback, I mean, it, uh, obviously we saw the the mass amount of of deep ball attempts, but it, it slowly decreased significantly with Hendon Hooker at quarterback. Uh, Tennessee only took one deep ball attempt against Carolina, and it, it was the one to Javante Payton on on the great play design uh, to have Tillman come over to the middle of the field to distract the safety's eyes and, and slip Peyton uh, behind him while also acting as if Hendon Hooker is going to take off on a uh, quarterback power, quarterback draw, whatever you want to call it. Sweep, uh, quarterback sweep. Yeah, quarterback sweep. Uh, j- great play design. But that was the only deep ball attempt that Tennessee took on the day. And, and do you remember the after the Jalen McCullough interception – uh, and, and Tennessee marched down the field so quickly and, and scored, and, and Hendon Hooker threw an absolute strike to Valus over the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. That was on like a skinny post, right? 
Yep. So I mean, it was a post. Right. So that's not even really considered a, a deep ball attempt, and and that was the only other completion um, of of more than twenty yards on the day. Tennessee completed just two attempts further than twenty yards, two for two, uh, but only two attempts, two completions. Um, thirty yard pass to uh, yes, thirty yeah. yards. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but the the deep ball attempts uh, have really gone down, and maybe I'm incorrect. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But the the Valus post wasn't a deep shot. Peyton was really the only one. Uh, any reaction to only one deep ball attempt and, and the decrease in deep ball attempts over the last couple of weeks? Ben, can you see me? Uh, I can see, see you now. I, I want you to see me. I want you to see me with my Tyon Evans pose. <laughs> How about that? Because uh, didn't I say early in the season that you have to throw all these deep deep, uh, deep routes? Mm-hmm. Didn't I say that you can you can go intermediate, that you can run curls? And what was Sarah Tillman cooking the DB on on two times when we were in heavy run formations and Sarah Tillman ran curl routes? Like, you can do that. You know, you're hitting Valus Jones on different routes. Like, you don't have to take deep shots to have big plays. The 31-yard completion to Velas Jones. That's a splash. That's a splash play. Any play over 20, 25 yards, that's considered a splash play. So you get that. Uh, on one of Cedric Tillman's curl routes, he picked up 20 yards. He picked up 20 yards. I love Cedric missed. Tillman. That guy is so physical. He sure. his his physical sure. nature reminds me of Jawan. Yeah, I mean he 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 ran a curl route, deep curl, caught it, didn't get tackled immediately, fought for extra yardage, picked up 20 yards. That's a splash play, and that's that's the adjustment that we that we have made. You don't have to hit fifty yard bombs down the field. It's a low percentage throw, but that curl route that's high percentage. That was a high percentage throw, and so yeah, I got I got to flex on that one, man, because I've been wanting to see that. We saw it, uh, you know. If you said Cedric Tillman, you're kicking yourself for the the drop in the end zone and touchdown because that was catchable, and he makes those catches. Now, the ball wasn't a spiral, so sometimes it's funky because you're catching, like you're catching a ball and, you, you know, you're catching both tips of the football sometimes uh, because it's not a spiral where sometimes, you know, when it is a spiral, the meat of the football is hitting you in between uh, that V that you make when your thumbs are down. So it's a different type of catch, but he still should have caught it. Uh, other than that, man, Sir Tillman did his thing on Saturday. But, yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that, uh, Ben. I was like, man, we don't have to hit those deep Go routes. There's other plays you can make in the mm-hmm. passing game that can generate explosive plays. All right, let's get to the phones. Well, one last note, real quick. There, there were still only like three intermediate attempts on the day, but Tennessee's so effective in that short game. Those short passes, either behind the line of scrimmage on screens or throws within zero to ten yards, they're so effective. And this is another compliment to Cedric Tillman, which is why I want to bring three. it up. I only counted. Three. I only counted three. Uh, Tillman's three catches were all intermediate throws. I mean, he had uh, one across the middle where he got, you know, hit down low and was hurt. So he caught two curls on the outside. He caught the the uh, pass across the middle. Valus caught the 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 glance route, the skinny post right there. Just four on top of my head. Tennessee's so effective in the screen games on this behind line of scrimmage stuff and within the first couple of yards of, of the line of scrimmage because guys like Tillman and Princeton Fant and Jacob Warren uh, do a great job uh, of blocking downfield. 
so so they also don't have to to take those deep shots as, as much because not only can they tap into the intermediate stuff, which you've you've seen them do more often over the last couple of weeks than, than the first couple of games, but the, those bigger bodies, they, they were bigger than South Carolina's DBs, uh, allow them to, to really get out and, and block and allow guys like Valus Jones to make plays with his legs. No doubt, no doubt. All right, let's get to the phones. We've got a uh, Volstorm. Uh, Volstorm, good morning, man. Don't sound so disappointed you're coming to me. Jeez. I am not disappointed. I am excited. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. Guys, I want to go back to an interview that was done, uh, I believe it was preseason, when Nick Saban was asked if Jimbo Fisher could uh, beat him this <laughs> season, and he said, what's he going to beat me in, golf? Yep. So yep. the question I have to you is, did Bama win? The answer I have is no. <laughs> Oh, that was just a cap off to, you know, great football watching on Saturday. Being there uh, live in stadium with my daughter, um, got to uh, got to meet up with Tremel, a good guy. Actually, got to see uh, Swain's face for two seconds. Hey man, we we chopped it up. We had a nice little powwow. <laughs> it was more than two seconds. I know, I know. I, I it was, was like thirty. <clears throat> Guys, you know, you've, you've brought up the Kentucky question and that really you both have points because, yes, Kentucky is a completely different team. Kentucky is playing at a different level. It seems like they have more of their stuff together. But let's face it, Kentucky beat a LSU team that's tanking. They beat a Florida team that played like absolute dog crap. And they've barely beaten opponents that we've beaten the living hell out of. So I'm waiting for those injuries to start stepping in and Kentucky start their usual mid to end season decline. But here's, here's my thing. Who, who is it going to come against? Because they don't have tough opponents other than Georgia and Tennessee on well, Georgia, Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi thing, State, and then they get Kentucky, out. New Mexico State, and Louisville. So at this rate, they're they're going to win nine, and if they can get one of Georgia State, Tennessee, they're they've got a ten win season. Well, I mean, how many times have we heard Kentucky? You know, oh, they're going to win ten or eleven games, and then they end up tanking. Well, they're they're going to win ten games this year, so I don't know what to tell you. Well, I may. Well, but, and, and I say that before people overreact. It's because of their schedule. They're already at six. They play Vanderbilt. That's seven. New Mexico State. Yep. That's eight. Louisville. Yep. That's nine. And then yep. Georgia State, Tennessee. Surely they can pick off one of the three. They're, they're playing Georgia State. No, Georgia and then Mississippi State. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, Mississippi State may give them a run for their money. Mississippi State's a very intriguing team right now. You know they. They knocked off the team that knocked off Alabama. So, <laughs> <laughs> Transitive property. State's better than Bama. Somebody actually, and everybody can go on Twitter and look this up. Somebody actually found through transitive property how Vanderbilt was better than Alabama. <laughs> I mean, it was a stretch. But <laughs> what was it, their game with Colorado? What they play? Colorado State? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that State. just led down the whole line. 
like Colorado State to Hawaii to UCLA to anyway. I love the one where there's like a D three school that somebody found that was better than Alabama by the transit of property. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, well, guys, before I go, um, like I said, it was good to uh, good to meet up with everybody on Saturday. Love the win. I think we got more things to come. But um, hey, uh, Ball Nation. Puff, puff, give on whatever it is that you're smoking. <laughs> See you, boys! Well, Nation, man, is Oscar Miskit. Whew. He is Oscar Miskit for sure, ain't he? Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's get to Courtival. Courtival, what is up? What is up, my friend? What is up? I had to say this before I really get the call going. It is great to be a Tennessee ball this morning. Wake up, put my orange T-shirt on again. Feel good about it. Rock that power tee. Feels pretty good. I really, really appreciate and enjoy the momentum that you can actually, you can feel it. Where I feel like we're slowly picking that. Well, no, I wouldn't say slowly. I mean, Jesus Christ, we've put up, what, 150 points? And what three games now? So I'm I'm all I'm all over it. I'm on that hot train, riding that bad boy all the way. I don't care who sees it, who says anything about it. It's about time the momentum shift of power shifted from that bum team that wears purple and orange. I ain't gonna get started on that. It's about time it shifted back this direction to the right color of orange. But I really like what Vaughn Nation said outside of, I don't know that we're going to scare Bama, but we'll make them think. We'll make them think. And they'll have to do their homework for sure because you got to stay home on a lot of these guys. I mean, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm full of energy and, and excitement and, and momentum. It's just, I'm pumped. I really am. But uh, I wanted to share a quick story with you guys, and I'll, I'll hop off of I got uh, this, the, the guy that cuts my hair, my barber, also cuts Cedric and Joe. And I'm not, I'm not going to air it out of who, who it is or nothing like that. I don't want to get my dude overflowed. Mm-hmm. But I got to talk to Cedric and have a conversation with him because I was right after him and that is one of the most humble, well-spoken young young men that I have gotten to have a chance to speak to like that in a while. And he, he definitely seemed like he had his head screwed on straight. And you could just see it in his eyes. Kid is hungry. And I mean hungry in the right way. You can tell he wants to win. He wants to learn. I just think this team's full of those top players. Yep. And uh, I like what I see. I really do. Hey, I appreciate you guys' show. Go Vols. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, in the last three games, Tennessee 121 points. Um, and then the last four games, how about this, 177 points because that 56 to zip blowout of Tennessee Tech, you put up 14 against Florida, 62 against Mizzou, and then 45 against South Carolina. So you're putting up some major, major points, and you're doing it early, you're coming out. Uh, remember we had a conversation about maybe these guys coming out flat? Oh, man, they ain't coming out flat. They ain't coming out flat at all. The concern, 
last game is the third quarter coming out of the half time a little bit flat, but man, ain't coming out flat to start the game for sure. And if you do that, uh, if you put up 14 points in the first quarter uh, against Ole Miss, and you know maybe you have a lead in the first quarter, Neyland Stadium will be rocking, 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 rocking. Make plays early, get this crowd into the game, and keep them there. And uh, man, it's going to be a really fun, fun atmosphere to see. Let's see, we can go back to the phones. And let's get to VFL 98. VFL 98, good morning. What's up? What's up, Swain? What's up? What's up? Uh, I got a few notes here. Uh, start off with the Ole Miss game. Um, I think in this game here, the difference in this game is going to be our defense better than Ole Miss's defense. Um, I, I Just from what I've seen of the Arkansas and Ole Miss game, I just don't think that uh, I don't I don't think that Ole Miss's defense it can uh, can hang in there good enough to uh, keep us from scoring the amount of points we need to score to to beat them. And uh, then you got Bama in the bye week, and you got Kentucky and Georgia. Well, uh, with uh, Bama and the A and M game, you think it was as much of A and M giving Bama uh, problems? Or was it Bama just having a bad game and then hitting the bye week, you know, getting healthy, having a chance to rest up and going into a Kentucky game to where, you know, it's going to be a game to where we can win and then go to Georgia and be playing for the number one spot in the East. Uh, If we can get healthy on that bye week and go to Kentucky, that would give us a, a big, a bigger chance of, of winning that game, which I see us beating Kentucky anyways, because uh, I believe a caller said it earlier. Uh, that's just what we do. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate what y'all do, and uh, I appreciate you, Swain, and and uh, the years you played, and enjoyed watching. You. And with that, I'll hang up and uh, listen to what y'all got to say. Go Vols! Hey, thank you, thank you, VFL ninety eight. Here's here's where me and Ben are on Kentucky. Here's where we here's where we are. <laughs> Saying that we're gonna beat Kentucky because that's just what we do. That's that doesn't apply right now. That's, that's my whole point. That's where that's where we are. And and it's been turned into me thinking that <laughs> Kentucky's gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's the point. So like, K- Kentucky is better than 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 normal, right? But they haven't beating anyone that makes you makes you afraid but they're not the same Kentucky that we look at and go hey we're just going to be because just that's because what we do no nah, that's that's not going to be the, why you beat Kentucky because you're going to play well to beat Kentucky because Kentucky is is good so all right let me um let me regroup, regroup here appreciate that phone call from VFL uh 98 uh, really, really appreciate that, man. It's good to hear from VFL 98. And um, littering is a big problem in the state of Tennessee. But together we can do big things, folks. Uh, let's make our cities and our waterways and our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Trans- Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities. And we need your help to do it. There are over one million pieces of litter on our roads at any given time. 
and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year, folks, to clean it up. $19 million a year. For what? Why even have to spend that much? When we, all we have to do is just pick up our own litter, pick up our own trash. The first step into keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind the three simple words, and that is nobody trashes Tennessee. So join the movement right there at Tennessee, uh, at the movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Nobody again, that is nobodytrashestennessee.com. We take great pride in our state. We love our state, but let's love it enough to not litter. Let's love it enough to say, you know what, let me just keep that trash in my car until I fill up the next time. Or when I get home, I can just throw it in the trash can. But let's not trash our state. Nobody trashes Tennessee.com. Let's go back to the phones and let's get to Rusty. And then we have Triple O. Rusty, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up, Rusty? You okay? Yeah, it's early. Can, can y'all can y'all start doing the show from like um, maybe ten y'all's time to like one or something? That, that'd be nah, great. man, you the one moved. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Hey, I miss you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for everything you do. Um, wanted to talk about this past week, and I know we're moved on to Ole Miss, but uh, thought Saturday was fantastic. And my favorite part of the day, and I just want to get your guys' take on this was our football coach volunteering up and coming out and saying, I made a mistake. He said, post-game, I took my foot off the gas. It was my fault. I decided to do it. I made a mistake, and it's one that I will never make again. A coach who did not point fingers, did not say anybody else messed up, he said, I made a mistake and owned it, and people will get behind that guy no matter what. And to add on to what you're saying, Rusty, I'll, I'll echo the sentiment that uh, Swain's guy, Brian Rice, put out on Twitter yesterday, and that is how Hypel interacts with former players. Hypel doesn't care uh, about Leonard Little talking to the defensive line or Al Wilson talking to the linebackers or – so on and, and so forth. There there have been other coaches in the past, head coaches in the past that, that were that were uncomfortable when when former players would would talk with their former position groups. That they were uneasy because they weren't comfortable in their own skin. So I'll I'll echo and add on to what you're saying about Hypel uh, and just kinda who he is as a as a person and, and as a head coach. He he is comfortable in his own skin, not not afraid to Take the take the blame for for really everything, but especially when it's his fault. And um, I, I think uh, Tennessee's in, in good hands. Yep i i i just I just love that that kind of guy. I love anybody who can openly say I messed up. I'm sorry. I'll fix it. I'll do better. It's 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 a it's a refreshing thing that we have. And, and to take take away the play calling, which is brilliant. Take away how good this defense is playing under a guy. Pretty much calling defensive plays for the first time. It, it's just every, everything is fantastic for the for the first time in at least twelve years. It's I, I'm I'm extremely happy, and I know a lot of other people feel the same way. Um, hope hope we can get together and do a brunch around the ninth or tenth of November, Monday or Tuesday. If, if you if you uh, you guys can can set something up for us, there'll, there'll be some there'll be some other VFLs around. I just want to throw that out there. Get 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 that earworm, you guys. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Let's let's All let's right. uh, let's get together and see what we can come up with. I love it. I love it. Miss you guys. You guys take care. Go big orange. All right, Rusty. Thank you so much, man, for the call. Let's get to Triple O. Triple O. Good morning. Good morning, brothers. Man, I just want to give you a hug, Triple O. Man, I just want to give, want to give you I'm a hug, man. I want to tell you something, man. I put it on Twitter last night, and I really meant it. And yesterday showed me uh, a life lesson that I needed to relearn, uh, which is sometimes you don't get what you want. Sometimes you get what you need. That's true. And, uh, you know, I wanted I wanted to have an undefeated weekend. But, man, to see the two teams that I love, you know, actually showing growth, actually, you know, man, I love I love the line. You know, I mean, I mean, we might be 0-5, but my, my love for them is still alive. Hey, man, y'all <laughs> the best 0-5 team in the league. I mean, it's like, I just, only thing I want is to, for us on the last drive is to stop rushing three. Because every time we rush three, we give up a 25-yard pass and we get a field goal that beats us. I mean, it's just stop it. Shout out Make to Jalen Reed Maven, now. though, Triple O. Shout out to JRM. Big, big time effort play at the end of that game to force a fumble, recover it, and give his, give his team a chance to win. I mean, I was so happy when – that's why the soon as we cut the former linebacker that went to the back to the Patriots, I ain't going to say his name because he has the same first name as me, and I'm disgraced that he even has it. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins. Mm-hmm. When he when they said they cut him, that means that as soon as I said I said, man, are y'all finally going to give my man some run? And as soon as they start giving him and uh, Barnett, you know Barnett, the the rookie, some run, looks like they've been playing a whole lot better ever since they did it. Sometimes you know addition is by subtraction. You you know you you don't want to play? Well, fine, we'll get rid of you. We eat your cost. I'm glad they did it. It's I mean it's going to hurt this year, but going forward. By giving them the snaps, will be better for. It. I mean, it's just man, put it like this. And then Saturday, my 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 SC family is quiet, man. My my grandmama's people are, are silent. Ain't said a word. Ain't said nothing. I mean, think about it. Women's soccer, volleyball, and football won every single game against them. It's like the whole South Carolina. You might as well start calling Columbia. Tennessee South Southeast. At least this weekend, I'm just like, look, we all go. We smacked them. We we smacked them. We smacked them triple O. And um, we don't. And I, you know, I I do understand how you need to be positive if you are if you are Shane Beamer, but man, he looks silly. <laughs> so <laughs> man, man, he looks so silly. <laughs> That's a swamp. Man, 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 we won't go back when you had your first show. When I used to have the category Swamp Donkey of the Week. Mm-hmm. He would yeah, be, I, I mean, he'd be Swamp Donkey of the Week. I mean, you, and, and that number one blowing kisses, you get, I mean, if this was Madden, you would have had to pass the sticks after the first quarter. What man. you blowing kisses for? Who you talking man. to, your girlfriend? Man, when I saw that triple O, I was like, I know, I know this dude just not did not just blow a kiss at the crowd being down 
What were they down? Twenty eight nothing at that point. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like, man. Well, and Shane Beamer celebrated that fake punt touchdown as if he had just won the Super Bowl. Like, I, oh. like kudos on on getting Tennessee. I, c- congratulations, but you're still down by a lot. Well, why are you acting hey. like you won the Super Bowl? Sprinting down the field. It was it was a little weird to me. Did you not see his comment? How 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 this is man, this dude is Butch Jones' cousin. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh this dude said that they was one play away from being in it. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm that, like that, if you want that pick, that pick, you know, they would have made it fourteen seven. Yeah. But the plays you don't make usually come up to bite you, right? That's oh, yeah. just football. When you don't, when you don't make the momentum change in play, the momentum goes against you, and it just—I mean, yeah, it could have been fourteen or seven, but instead, it piled on. I mean, more steam put like this. Whatever steam is being put on in the first quarter, can I get four quarters of that, please? Hallelujah! I mean, I mean, the church was rocking too. The church of Maitland was rocking. Was was just a rocking man. It, it was it was triple O man. We got we got a run triple O man. I appreciate you calling. Uh, how about this Ben? Uh, Ian Barre got a sack on Henry Hooker for four yards. Right, Tennessee's up twenty eight to nothing. The next play, Tyon Evans rushed for six yards. The next play, Henry Hooker completes the pass to Cedric Tillman, and that's when Cedric Tillman, you know, got hurt. The next play, three plays after. His sack, Tyon Evans goes for 45 yards. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> I, I was like, man, you got to be kidding me, man. This dude out here kissing to the crowd, down 28 nothing, and then three plays later, we score 45 yards. Touchdown, Tyon Evans. Hey, man, keep your memes of me to, your, to yourself, Ben, okay? No, that's, of me that, to myself. That, that, that's what I have them for, sir. Uh, you thought my tweet was too harsh? Thought no, too I thought harsh. it was hilarious. <laughs> it took forever to send it, man. My goodness. Now I know I like being in the box. Man. I got Wi-Fi in the box. Being down there in the crowd, man, Wi-Fi. We got we to gotta work on that. I couldn't even send a tweet. I thought I was going to – I was like, man, hopefully it's sent before, before the third quarter. Because it kept failing and failing and failing. Because I typed it out and had it sent as soon as Tyon Evans crossed the crossed the goal line. We'll have to work on that for sure. All right, let's go back to the phones. And uh, let's get to – this ain't no McSwain. What's, somebody calling to my baby McSwain. This ain't no McSwain. But let's call him McSwain because that's what he wants to call himself. So McSwain is on the line. McSwain, good morning. <laughs> My my last name really is McSwain. <laughs> Your name ain't McSwain. I need I need some proof. <laughs> I Your last name McSwain. I promise my last name is McSwain. Matthew. McSwain. All right, McSwain. All right, all right, McSwain. <laughs> we'll roll with it then. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking my phone call. I know it's towards the end of the show, but I uh, just wanted to to call in and uh, I had a buddy that has uh, season tickets, and he know he he knew he wasn't gonna be able to come to the Ole Miss game for a while, and so I, I was gonna get the tickets, and I've had the tickets for a while. Knew I was coming, and taking my dad for his birthday, and we haven't been to a game together, and it's been like eight or nine years. So wow. he's a he's the reason that I got into Tennessee football. So it's it's really special anytime I get to get to go with him. But 
I'll say all that to say, you know, at the beginning when I got the tickets, I was like, well, at least we'll be able to see some points. You know, we'll probably get beat by quite a bit, but you know, it'll be it'll be fun. Plus, get to go with my dad, this and that. And I feel like the whole narrative of I'm not trying to say that we're going to go in there and, and kill him, but the whole narrative it's just fun to watch this team now play. And we know that we're going to get a good game. We know we're going to get people that are fighting hard, defense that's that's prepared for what Ole Miss has to do, and offense that's prepared to to take shots on the defense that, that the stuff they've seen in, in film. So. Just super pumped about that. Um, and then with it being a night game, just wanted to see what you guys were going to be doing before the game. I didn't know if there was like, I'm going to take my dad to dead end. We've never been there either. And I've never been, but hear about it on the show. So going to go there for the first time. Didn't know if they all going to be there or what the chances were that we run into you. Um, I'll be I'll be coming in from um, out of town Saturday for the game. Um so I, I I won't be able to do that in, but I'll be right there at the Big Orange, uh, Big Orange countdown uh, for the pregame show right there, at Gate Twenty One on, on stage. So man, if you can swing by there, you know I love love to meet you and shake your hand. Um, I wish I was able to to go dead in and do those things before the game, but I'll, I'll be unable to do it this 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 week. Uh, and then after after the game, they'll be closed. So um, yeah. I love I love to get a chance to meet you, man. That'd be cool to meet a McSwain. Yeah, I'll prove, I'll prove my last name's McSwain to you. <laughs> yeah, I need to see some proof, man. I need to see birth certificate <laughs> and two forms of, of identification. I need to see a utility bill and a driver's <laughs> license. <laughs> I really oh, appreciate y'all, man. Excited for this game this weekend. Excited to hear y'all y'all's take and, and uh you know build up for it. So thank y'all so much. Thank you. I wonder if I wonder if McSwain. You know, feelings change from the time he got the tickets, the old Miss tickets, to now. Because, you know, during the call he said he just, you know, looking for just points being scored and taking his dad to the game. Now the narrative has changed in the last couple of weeks, and now there's expectation to uh, possibly win this game. You look at the ESPN FBI, Tennessee is, is over 50%. I think, I think I saw like 56%, something like that. But Tennessee is the underdog uh, four points, which you get three points at home. So, uh, you know, folks like in Tennessee right now. Folks like in Tennessee right now. Um, Tennessee is fortunate because there are five locations that you can visit. Low T Center. There's two in Nashville. There's one in Chattanooga. There's one in Tri-Cities. And there's one right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, they offer self-monitor inject- injections at home uh, for testosterone treatments. And it provides that convenience. Uh, also, additional health monitor measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-inject at-home treatments are just $155 a month for self-pay, or they're covered by most health insurance. So if you're feeling tired, you're feeling grumpy, you have that lack of motivation, lack of drive, um, you have that loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs that you need to pay attention to and go get your numbers checked at the Low T Center because Low T Center can determine the cause and they can Help get you back to feeling it like you used to feel. LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Man, what a great show of callers. Really, really appreciate everyone uh, calling in today. It was fun. It's always fun after a big orange win. And it's always fun when you beat blow out an opponent uh, in the SEC East. So this is two consecutive weeks where Tennessee has put up crazy numbers and have blown the 
doors off and beat the brakes off an SEC East opponent. Uh, it was really, really fun talking about the game. We'll do it to, again tomorrow. We'll start talking more about Ole Miss and uh, what they like to do schematically and where our advantages are here and there. And, uh, man, we look forward to another great, great atmosphere uh, this weekend. But it'll be a night game. It'll be a night game. And we know that place will rock. I'm starting to see a little bit of a checker kneeling. So we'll have to talk about that uh, tomorrow as well. For Ben McKee and Jason Swain, live here from Bay Chevrolet on Parkside Drive, over 150 New and used car vehicles right here on the lot with great pricing, great customer service. These guys just don't want to sell your car today. They want to sell your car today and anytime you need a car for the rest of your life. Your kids need a car. Uh, your family members need a car. The only way they can be able to do that is they treat you right. Treat you right the first time. And that's what they do here at Betty Chevrolet. I can speak from experience. I can speak from experience. My brother who bought a car here. My wife, we just got a car here uh, not too long ago. And so... Come on out to Beatty Chevrolet if you're looking for a car, looking for an SUV, looking for a truck. Let them be the first phone call. Let them be the first visit to make sure that you get into that vehicle that you can trust uh, with the people that you can trust. All right, Ben. We'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Swain Event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.